You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available on our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use to answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 141 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I am your host, Kelly Sharon, and I am joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. How you doing, Kel? Oh, pretty good. How are you? I'm okay. How's life in the Midwest? Right now it's rainy. (laughs) It's sunny and lovely in Long Beach, as usual. (laughs) You know I like the rain. (laughs) Did you know that we have a brand new visual roundup on our website, Kel? Sure did. It's a fun one, so y'all should check it out. Check it out. As we mentioned last week, we closed our five-star review t-shirt raffle contest. We will be announcing the winner of that next week because we do record a little bit in advance and I wanted to make sure that everybody had a chance to get their reviews in before the end of the month. We had an amazing response. I'm going to rapid fire give a handful of our listeners that participated a shout out. Huge thanks to Always Nerdy, Liza Lagerstrom, Fiend B, Alo1689, Maggie and Cruz, Prickly Pear 92, The Daved, and Ren Have. So many sweet reviews. It's been very uplifting. I actually have a little something planned for everybody that participated that I will reveal next week. But thanks again for all those kind words. Yeah, thank you all so much. They warmed our hearts. All right, it's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram this week is Knocker Bits. K-N-O-C-K-E-R-B-I-T-S. And the question that goes with this anagram is... Known for their contoured cork soles, what German shoe manufacturer was founded in 1774? Moving on to round one. So we're kicking things off with our first round, which actually goes out to a listener named Alexa. Alexa reached out to me and requested that I put together a round on the musical Six. And considering I had never even heard of it, I thought that it might be a little too niche, a little too specific. So I went a little broader and put together this general knowledge round that contains questions that all include the number six. It is called, I Want Your Six. Thank you, Alexa. It must also be noted that it is now June, which is the sixth month of the year. Question number one. The British musical Six is a modern retelling of the lives of the six wives of whom? Question number two. What influential basketball Hall of Famer, nicknamed The Doctor, wore the jersey number six while playing for the Philadelphia 76ers from 
1976 to 1987. Question number three. In the holiday classic, The Twelve Days of Christmas, what was gifted on the sixth day? Question number four. The theme park Six Flags was originally a reference to flags representing what? Question number five. The rock trio Eve Six released what essential 90s hit that shares a title with a Pixar film and opens with the lyrics, I would swallow my pride, I would choke on the rinds, but lack thereof would leave me empty inside. Question number six. What Indian-American filmmaker directed the 1999 psychological supernatural thriller film, The Sixth Sense? Question number seven. Played by Jenna Van Oy, the best friend sidekick character, Six, was part of the cast of what 90s sitcom starring Mayim Bialik? Question number eight. Rock bassist Nicky Six is best known for his work in what popular heavy metal band that has released such hits as Dr. Feelgood and Kickstart My Heart? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. the answers for round one. I want your six. Question number one. The British musical Six is a modern retelling of the lives of the six wives of Henry VIII. Pop quiz Kelly. List as many of his wives as you can. Go. I'm done. <laughs> oh, really? Based on memory, I think I only... Remember Anne Boleyn and Jane Seymour? And beyond that, I'm drawing blanks. Well, there you go. You beat me. Yes. This musical actually does seem pretty awesome. And I wasn't familiar with it at all until Alexa wrote us and requested around about this. So shout out to her and any other fans of this musical. Yeah, seems cool. Question number two. The Basketball Hall of Famer who wore the jersey number six while playing for the 76ers from 1976 to 1987 is Julius Irving. He was a stud and he was definitely the grandfather of the slam dunk. He sort of mainstreamed that move in particular. Yeah. Question number three. In the holiday classic, The Twelve Days of Christmas, the items gifted on the sixth day are six geese a-laying. 
At least they're allaying. <laughs> At least they're giving back. I'll take the eggs. You can keep those geese. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Honk, honk. Right. <laughs> Don't get any ideas, Kelly. <laughs> so no Christmas gift for you of six geese? No Christmas geese for me. Question number four. The theme park Six Flags was originally a reference to Six Flags over Texas. And this described the sovereign countries that had control over Texas, Spain, Mexico, France, the U.S., and the Confederate States. So if you had anything similar or descriptive to that, you get a point. Obviously, it doesn't need to be spot on, but it was it represented the six flags of those countries. And now it just represents gluttony and nausea and super spreading gatherings. <laughs> Question number five. The Eve 6 90s hit that shares a title with a Pixar film is Inside Out. Yeah, this really was a 90s essential white boy rock. Sure was. Question number six. The director of the 1999 film, The Sixth Sense, is M. Night Shyamalan. He came up last episode, actually, with his film, The Signs. Sure did. Mm -hmm. Just Signs, I guess. The Sixth Sense was pretty great. It's also, you know, you cannot go wrong with Toni Collette. No. She was phenomenal in that. Question number seven. The best friend sidekick character, Six, was part of the cast of the 90s sitcom Blossom. How do you feel about those Blossom fashions? Uh, I don't hate them. Ooh, I do. <laughs> I'm here for a, a look with a specific date. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like really mad at overalls, but those hats with the sunflowers and whatnot. Mm, I can't. Those hats were something. Question number eight. Rock bassist Nikki Six is best known for his work in Motley Crue. Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one is called Let It Pour. Welcome to June Gloom. This is a rainy themed music round. You will get a half point for a song title and a half point for recording artist. One. Tight that you get our styles tangled. Sway your do like you local. Can we get 
at night like Coco, so so. You wanna play with my yo yo? I smoke my hydro on the day low. Five. Six. I'm a hustler, hustler, a pusher, pusher. You a buster, customer. I get to some cooker. Get crackers, a chemist. I pack an eleven. I'm macking a seven. I clap at your reverend. I see you in NY. I send you an invite. You gon' need you a pass. That's the code that we live by. Yeah, I'm in this bitch with Here are the answers for round two, Let It Pour. Song number one was November Rain by Guns N' Roses. Song number two was Set Fire to the Rain by Adele. Song number three was No Rain by Blind Melon. Song number four was The Rain, Super Dupa Fly by Missy Elliott. Song number five was Have You Ever Seen the Rain by Credence Clearwater Revival. Song number six was Make It Rain by Fat Joe and Lil Wayne. Song number seven was Purple Rain by Prince. And song number eight was Only Happy When It Rains by Garbage. And as Kelly mentioned, she's somewhere where it's raining right now. Sure am. There's some good ones on this list. I am not mad at CCR. That is some of my favorite dad rock. I'm going to admit to that. Also, I mean, Prince, classic. Missy Elliott, amazing. There's some definite treasures on this list. Yeah, this list is pretty great. Yeah. Hey, Kelly. Yes? I dare you to go outside right now and try to set fire to the rain. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll let you know how it goes. (laughs) Okay, we'll wait. Not working so well. (laughs) Moving on to round three. Round number three goes out to our patron, Kyle. 
In addition to enjoying trivia time, he also enjoys strategy games. So this round is called Game On. Wrap your brain around this round on strategy games. Thank you, Kyle. Question number one. Strategy video games are categorized as RTS or TBS. List what either of these categories stands for for a point. Question number two. In the game of chess, what pieces can only move diagonally? Question number three. War games are simulations of battles. Widely considered to be the creator of war games, who is the sci-fi English writer who authored The Invisible Man and The War of the Worlds, as well as the game-themed texts Floor Games and Little Wars? Question number four. In a standard setup for the game Risk, how many dice are included? Question number five. What video game entertainment company, better known for their first-person shooter games, released the strategy game franchises StarCraft and Hearthstone? Question number six. The popular board game Catan includes five types of resources. List three of them for a point. Question number seven. Inspired by sci-fi fiction writers, including J.R.R. Tolkien, what medieval fantasy war game franchise includes both tabletop and video games that feature the characters Beastmen, Demons of Chaos, and Dark Elves. Question number eight. Featured in both the strategy board game Scythe, as well as the strategy video game I Am Breach, what is the term for the war machines that function as weaponized robotic Soldiers. We'll give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, game on. Question number one. Strategy video games are categorized as RTS or TBS. You needed to list what either of these stand for for a point and they are real-time strategy or turn-based strategy. Question number two. In the game of chess, the pieces that can only move diagonally are... Bishops. I did know this one. Me too. I did write this question without any research. Whoa. The same cannot be said for the rest of this round. (laughs) Question number three. 
Widely considered to be the creator of war games, the sci-fi English writer who authored The War of the Worlds, as well as some game-based texts, is H.G. Wells. Question number four. In a standard setup for the game Risk, the amount of dice included is five or six. We'll accept either. I've never played Risk. Oh, I have. It's pretty fun. Is it? Yeah. You start in Australia and you conquer out. <laughs> oh. Is it kind of like Ticket to Ride, but with army guys? Kind of. And you just roll dice to decide who wins battles, which is much nicer than how it goes in real life. Yes, it is. It is a lot nicer. Question number five. The video game entertainment company who released the strategy game franchises StarCraft and Hearthstone is Blizzard or Activision Blizzard. I've never played StarCraft, but it's supposed to be like the gold standard of video strategy games. And it's an older game and it still has this massive following, especially in Korea. Oh, cool. I should try it. Kelly and I have played Hearthstone and that is a fun one. Yeah, that is very fun. I'm into it. It's a card game. Yeah, it's pretty basic, but then like things really accelerate. <laughs> things get wild. <laughs> Question number six. The popular board game Catan includes five types of resources. You needed to list three of them for a point, and they are ore, lumber, wheat slash grain, brick, and wool. Kelly and I used to live in the same city, and then we could play Catan together. <laughs> Come to Kansas, boo. I got a table just for us. Mm -mm. I'm busy. Damn it, Kelly. Question number seven. The Tolkien-inspired medieval fantasy war game franchise that features beastmen, demons of chaos, and dark elves is Warhammer. Stop. Hammer time. Would you consider me a dark elf? If you want to be considered that, then yes. <laughs> I think I do. Only mischief. Question number eight. Featured in both Scythe and I Am Breach, the term for the weaponized war machine soldiers are mechs. I haven't played either of these games, honestly. This round was pretty foreign to me, but Kyle, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I would have bombed. Moving on to round four. This next round is a really fun one. It is an overdue one as well. It goes out to our patron, Natalia, and her partner, Chad. Apparently, Chad is a wonderful father, and he also enjoys drinking beer. <laughs> Those things go hand in hand. So a fun fact is that he enjoys Miller Lights and he likes to call them Larry's, which is a reference after a patron of a bar where he used to drink. So in honor of him and beer and Natalia, round four is called Larry Me. And this round is on famous Larry's. Cheers. Thank you, Natalia and Chad. Question number one. What was the HBO series created by and starring Larry David? as a semi-fictionalized version of himself. Question number two. The adult-themed video game Leisure Suit Larry debuted in 1987 and centered on a sleazy middle-aged man on a hot pursuit 
to seduce women. List one of the two platforms this game was originally developed for. Question number three. With eight marriages under his suspenders, lady killer Larry King hosted Larry King Live on what news channel? Question number four. Basketball legend Larry Bird played his entire NBA career on the Boston Celtics. After retiring, he became a coach from 1997 to 2000 for what other NBA team? Question number five. Oracle co-founder and billionaire Larry Ellison purchased 98% of what Hawaiian island in 2012? Question number six. In the 1996 biographical drama film, The People vs. Larry Flint, what actor portrayed Larry Flint? Question number seven. Comedic entertainer and voice of the Cars franchise character Mater, Larry the Cable Guy published a book in 2005 with his catchphrase as the title. What is this catchphrase? Question number eight. What multinational tech company did Larry Page co-found in 1998, making him the seventh wealthiest person in the world? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, Larry Me. Question number one. The HBO series created by and starring Larry David as a version of himself is Curb Your Enthusiasm. I think Larry David took home the title as People Magazine's Most Sexiest Man of the Year a few years back. Remember? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Okay, me too. Great spread he did. Oof, smoldering. Question number two. The adult-themed video game Leisure Suit Larry was originally developed for PC DOS and Apple II. And you only had to list one of those just for fun. You should Google what an Apple II looks like. It is very large and very old. I remember playing Leisure Suit Larry, though, and when I played it, it was totally inappropriate, too. And he was sleazy and just, like, cruising the streets, hitting on the, you know, like, women in bikinis and stuff yeah i remember this game i don't think i've ever played though yeah the premise is pretty gross i have to say <laughs> yeah i don't see the appeal <laughs> that said i love a good leisure suit am i right yes <laughs> question number three with eight marriages under his suspenders lady killer larry king hosted larry king live on cnn another stud named larry eight wives that's a lot 
<laughs> Question number four. Retired Boston Celtic legend Larry Bird became a coach for the Indiana Pacers. Which makes sense because he is actually from Indiana. One of his nicknames, which I always hated, was the Hick from the French Lick. I guess there's like a place in Indiana called French Lick. That's dumb. <laughs> it's real dumb. Question number five. Oracle co-founder and billionaire Larry Ellison purchased 98% of the Hawaiian island Lanai. I think that's where the Golden Girls live. Out on the Lanai? Yeah. <laughs> they love those warm temps. It's good for their arthritis, Kel. That's right. <laughs> Question number six. In the 1996 biographical drama film, The People vs. Larry Flint, the actor who portrayed Larry Flint was Woody Harrelson. That was a fun movie. If I recall, Courtney Love basically played herself. <laughs> I've not seen this one. She was just a hot mess. <laughs> you should watch it, though. It's, it's a good time. Question number seven. Larry the Cable Guy's 2005 book title and catchphrase is Get Er Done. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and guess that this is not really in my wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think you're good. Question number eight. The tech giant co-founded by Larry Page is Google. Never heard of her. <laughs> and something that I learned recently from our friend's show, Quiz Quiz Bing Bang, is that Google's original name was Backrub. <sighs> That's terrible. <laughs> I don't like it. But it fits with Larry. I feel like Larry's would be like, hey, you need a back rub. Let me go back rub that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What 1951 Ernest Hemingway novel tells the story of Santiago, a Cuban fisherman who struggles with a giant marlin far out in the Gulf Stream off the coast of Cuba. Question number two. Distributed by Kellogg's, what sweet puffed grain breakfast cereal brand has past mascots that have included Guy Madison, several cartoon cowboys, as well as Woody Woodpecker. Question number three. This early 20th century European avant-garde art movement developed in reaction and protest to World War I and had such key figures as Marcel Duchamp, Man Ray, and Hugo Ball. Question number four. What professional baseball team's mascot is the Swinging Friar? This team was founded in 1969 and has never won a World Series. Question number five. What is the two-letter abbreviated postal code for the state of Pennsylvania? Question number six. 
distilled and bottled in Kentucky. This flagship brand of bourbon whiskey is regarded as one of the finest bourbons in the world and can be extremely rare due to high demand and low production. The brand has a cult-like following and features a label with an image of the man who started it all. Question number seven. What 1999 Adam Sandler comedy featured the tagline, once you adopt a kid, you've got to keep him, and centered on a 32-year-old man, Sonny Koufax, who takes on the role of a guardian for a young boy to prove to his ex-girlfriend that he can handle responsibility. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The 1951 Hemingway novel that tells the story of a Cuban fisherman who struggles with a giant marlin is The Old Man and the Sea. Question number two. The sweet puffed grain breakfast cereal with mascots that have included Guy Madison, several cartoon cowboys, as well as Woody Woodpecker, is Corn Pops. I feel like Corn Pops are the type of cereal that as you're eating them, you're like, these aren't even that good, but I can't stop eating them. They're one of those foods that tastes like packing peanuts, sort of like a pirate's booty, where you're just like, mm, I can't stop. For sure. Mm -hmm. That weird texture. I know. They're not that good because they kind of do still taste like corn. Yeah. With the consistency of styrofoam. Question number three. This early 20th century European avant-garde art movement with key figures like Marcel Duchamp, Man Ray, and Hugo Ball is Dada or Dadaism. Da, da, da. Da, da, da. Wacky stuff, guys. Bringing the whimsy into the World War II era. The world did need a little more whimsy. <laughs> yeah, during wartime for sure. Question number four. The professional baseball team with the mascot, the Swinging Friar, is the San Diego Padres. Yeah, the last time I went to a Padre game, I was like, why do I have to put my car keys in this fishbowl? And they're like, just ask that Swinging Friar. And I was like, mm, I'm out. I knew I hated sports. <laughs> a lot going on for you in that visit. <laughs> yeah. Question number five. The two-letter abbreviated postal code for the state of Pennsylvania is PA. Question number six. Whoa, Kelly, what was that? Was that you clicking your lighter trying to set fire to the rain? Yeah, I've been trying ever since round two. <laughs> ever since that dare. How's it working for you, bud? Still not working. <laughs> Actually, I think that was a triple tater. So if you correctly answer this question, you will receive three points instead of one. The Kentucky bourbon whiskey brand, regarded as one of the finest and rarest bourbons in the world with a cult-like following, is 
Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve. So I've never had this for obvious reasons. I'm actually not a whiskey drinker, but the culture around this particular brand is pretty wild. And there was like a big heist a few years back that's a subject of a Netflix documentary. Also, if you enjoy that podcast, Criminal, which I love, it's one of my favorites. They did a whole episode on Pappy Van Winkle as well recently, a few months back. So worth checking out. Yeah, and the good old Pappy Gate, as they call it. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but the Netflix documentary is really good. Good to know. Question number seven. The 1999 Adam Sandler comedy that featured the tagline, once you adopt a kid, you've got to keep him, is Big Daddy. So it's a hard pass for me, but our listener Casey, I'm sure, loves this content. She's a big Adam Sandler fan, and I've already let her know how I feel about that. <laughs> Mike, you can be a friend of the show, but we have a few things to work on. And her girlfriend agrees. Yeah, I'm not much <laughs> of an Adam Sandler person myself. Nope. But there's someone for everyone. Unless it's uncut gems, I'm going to pass. I know, that was a really good one. It's like the one exception. Question number eight. The answer to question number eight is the connection between the answers for one through seven. And we had answers like... The old man and the sea. Corn pops. Dada or Dadaism. San Diego Padres, PA, Pappy Van Winkle, and Big Daddy. And all of those answers include nicknames for fathers. And as a reminder, if you celebrate Father's Day, it is on June 19th this year. So make sure and have a few cold Larrys in the fridge for your old man. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> Returning to our bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram this week was... Knocker bits. Yow. <laughs> Hello. The question for this anagram was, known for their contoured cork soles, what German shoe manufacturer was founded in 1774? And the answer is Birkenstock. Knocker bits scrambles up to be Birkenstock. So I actually found this interesting that Birkenstock was founded in 1774 and it actually didn't make its way to the U.S. until the 1960s. So it was almost like 200 years later. Dang. And then it just caught on like wildfire and became, you know, the official shoe of the free love movement, you know, still associated with hippies and whatnot. But yeah, that's wild. Kelly has a pair of white Birkenstocks. I do. Mm -hmm. And Birkenstock slippers, which I really highly recommend. <laughs> Good to know. Kelly also has incredibly tiny feet. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it is. I think she can shop in like the youth section for shoes, can't you? I can. Uh -huh. Yeah. My little cat has really tiny paws and we always say that she has Kelly Sharon paws. So sweet. They're like little Q-tips. So cute. <laughs> She's very dainty. Oh, she is. She's a dainty lady. She's sleeping right next to me right now. Oh, buddy. Well, it's time to sign off. We hope that everybody enjoyed their Memorial Day weekend and has a great week ahead of them. We will be back at you next Tuesday. So in the meantime, keep it crispy, y'all. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you if you have any questions or feedback. Our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com. And our website is triviatimepodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter 
for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. That wraps up this episode of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Kelly Sharon, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. We hope you enjoyed listening and playing along. If you did, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We might even give you a shout out in a future episode. This week's background and answer break music was Falling by Koi Discovery. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Zach, Lydia, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time, later taters. taters.